Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Diecast Movie Review Podcast. My name is Michaela Turek. I'm joined here by my father, Steve, and my brother, Ben. This episode, we're going to be talking about the movie Wuchi Demon Slayer, or as it was known in Korea, Jun Wuchi, the Taoist Wizard. Ben, would you like to give us the synopsis of the movie? Okay. So, Wuchi, the Demon Slayer is about Jun Wuchi, an undisciplined, womanizing wizard unjustly accused of the death of his master, He's trapped inside of an ancient scroll until he is set free in 2009 by the wizards that imprisoned him to help fight against the evil goblins, or in the English version they call them demons, that have taken over present-day Korea. The only problem is that Wuchi is more interested in his new modern home and the women of Korea than in becoming a hero. Will he save? be the savior of mankind? I don't know. Do you? Okay, and now we're going to play you the trailer the movie there exists a world locked away from ours where the kingdoms of light and darkness battle to control the key to unimaginable power kings and wizards will sacrifice everything to possess its secrets but when dark forces cross over from their world to ours a great warrior will travel through time to fight for the future of all mankind. Okay, so that was the trailer for the movie. Before we start talking about things we liked or disliked about the movie, one thing I want us to go over prior to the things in the movie, because we always seem to wait to the end and sometimes we forget, is our contact information. You can contact us at diecastmoviereviewpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us uh, email, voicemail type thing to that, and um, we can share that along with listeners as episodes go by. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at Diecast Movie Review. Also on Instagram at Diecast Movie Review Podcast. Yeah, so feel free to leave comments and suggestions of different movies and different genres. Uh, we're changing our format a slight little bit. We're, we expanded the amount of genres from 8 to 12. We um, got custom dice now, so we don't have to worry about relying on numbers. They actually have the names on them and that kind of stuff, so it makes it a little more... Um, easier for us to figure out like instead of saying number six goes to this we actually have it listed now as animation or horror sci-fi that kind of stuff yeah just to give you a rundown um so we have two dice we have a uh die that we've called die number one and then we have one that we've called die number two and then we have our name dice which has um each of our names on it twice 
So it has like Michaela 1, Michaela 2, Stephen 1, Stephen 2, Ben 1, Ben 2. And so if it were to land on Ben 1, um, then Ben would roll die 1. And the movie genres on die 1 are sci-fi, fantasy, comedy, independent, animation, foreign. Yep, those are the ones on there. And then on die 2, we have horror, drama, documentary, family, action and musical so that way there's a nice variety and it's easier of uh, a way to tell right then and there oh this is the genre you're picking from um, instead of having to look at the list and match the numbers a lot of people have been wondering why it's been taking us so long to get Wuchi to Demon Slayer podcast that it seems to almost have been a cursed production Everything that t- every time we tried to do it, either one of us got sick, something happened along with work. We actually lost the whole recording session because it wasn't done right or whatever reason. I think I think the goblins, the demons, the monsters, whatever you want to call them, have been going after us ever since Ben picked this movie. Maybe they're trying to keep us from doing this movie for a reason. I don't know. What do you think, Michaela? I I'm not sure. You. It was really weird, though, because we did record this. We, we recorded once, like, last week. And then when Ben went to edit it, it didn't record properly. Or it was weird. There was, like, these voices that were not our voices that came through. It, it was like the voices had doubled back over each other on the recording or something. Like, it started and stopped where it was processing the data somehow. So, like, what we said five minutes ago was playing in the background of what we were saying at the time, and I didn't know how the heck to fix that, so we just are doing this again. Yeah, so this is take two of Wuchi Demon Slayer. So, for the likes, um, who wants to start? Well, why don't we start with Ben since it was his pick. That would make most I love everything about this movie. Okay, well, what is one specific thing you really like about the movie? Oh, I, I like the uh, the effects, especially during some of the fight scenes, how it's not all practical effects and it's not all CGI. It's kind of like a mesh of the two and it works really well in a lot of the fight scenes and in the just like casual Taoist magic randomness throughout the film. What about you, Dad? See, as Ben said, there's a lot of different things to like about the movie. Um, one of my things, I think they nailed the casting along the lines of the main, everybody actually. I don't think there's anybody that was miscast, or I could picture somebody else doing that particular role. I was really intrigued with the acting of the um, the four main characters, particularly the first two, and that would be Jun Wuchi and the guy who was playing Hadam. Adam, thanks for helping me out, guys. Yeah, yeah, just like, leaving me, just leave me hanging there. The 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 uh, pro the uh, the antagonist. So um, we're gonna pronounce the names are in Korean. Like they're Korean names. We're gonna try to do our best to pronounce them. But again, it's none of us speak Korean. Um, the person who plays Jun Wuchi, Gang Dong Wan, was really excellent in how he portrayed him, and, and he had that energy level, and he had that um. As Ben was saying with the description, he seemed to be like a 
a person who is smart alecky, but also in control of the situation. He, he had a little bit of attitude with it as long as he had his tricks. And then there were situations in the movie where he didn't have his tricks or magic. And um, you could see how he had this more of a panicked look in his face. But a lot of this was done with humor in both ways. And when he and when he was doing his tricks, he was always had his music with him because like any good hero, you got to have your good theme music to go with you. Because otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it's not really that good of a hero. Um, Kim Jun Sak played Hadam, Hadame, who was the um, antagonist. And I, what I liked about him is that he starts off as the, a healer, a good guy, um, fighting the demons, the goblins, depending on whether you watch the English dubbed version or the subtitled version is what way they call them. And um, as he transforms from using his powers for a source of good to evil, you can just see how in his acting – how it's almost like I'm fated to do this. It, it, it doesn't seem like he really wants to do it. It's just like, I have to do it. This is the path I have to go. It's, it's, um, it's a very um, interesting look to him and the way he says his words and how his facial expressions go with it. And I think he portrays that very well. So I thought both of them counterbalancing each other was, was very neat. Michaela, do you have anything? Uh, I really liked the music and the scores that they used throughout the movie um i thought it was really interesting um especially there's one part of the movie where uh jun wuchi is meeting it it's in the past and he's meeting the king at the palace and so they had like these royal minstrels or whatnot playing music and um wuchi does like some kind of magic to them and they just start playing this completely other different like complete, it's a completely different style from what they were playing before but they really get into it and it's just really funny and I think we actually have a clip of that music that we can play for you
And so that was a clip of the music from that part of the scene. And it's it's really interesting how they're able to take these uh, traditional instruments and use them to make it something um, It's very different and catchy, but it's kind of like Wuchi does that like everywhere he kind of goes whenever, especially whenever he's like trying to get like an upper hand or like really throw people off. He will always turn to like music and things like that. Do you have any other likes you want to add, Ben? Mm, I liked his like sidekick, dude. So his sidekick, you I don't know whether it's really a, a dude, a guy, girl. Sometimes they're a dog. Sometimes they're a horse. Don't really know what they really are. They They like say that it's a dog. But he's only a dog like twice in the whole movie. So. It's a dog. I'm just saying the actor's great. He has that like, as soon as you see them, you know that they're the funny one. You're like, that's the person they cast because they're hilarious. Yuhai Jen does a good job of playing the dog man, horse man. And the director refers to him in the, um, they have little extras, bonus features. They refer to him as the dog man. And he even refers to himself as dog man. And the tag on with Ben, when you watch his acting and you know he's the dog man, you'll see him do certain things. Like he'll sniff people's butts. He'll he'll lick water like a dog would. He'll, he'll, he has certain reactions as if he was more canine in his instincts than human. And I think that's that's really cool because at first you don't realize he's a dog man. You think he's more of a, think he's a person. Then you think he's a horse and a person. It's not till later you find that he's a dog, also a horse, and also a person. And then I'm not going to tell you what happens at the very end. You find out what his true heritage is. Yes, all gets revealed. But this guy, like, he went to good lengths. Like, he mouth-breathed for this, and mad props for that. I wouldn't be able to mouth-breathe for a whole movie. I'm a nose-breather. Thanks for thanks for sharing, Ben. And, <laughs> and also, his character is um, super strong. So when he, he helps um, Wuchi out in the fights, he's the, um, for those who like Dungeons and Dragons, he's more of the tank, you know, the one that likes to get up close and get into the fisticuffs, where John Wuchi is more of a distance fighter. But also... He does get up close, but not not for like feats of strength. He also does a lot of like funny things in fights where he'll he'll do something that's really impressive initially, but then it will amount to nothing. <laughs> like just does not help, but is hilarious. And it, there are some scenes where like especially what Ben's referring to when he and John Wucci um, get into a little a bit of a um, wrestling match or do they? Um, another actor or actress in this case who I liked was the female lead Im Su Jung and um, what I liked about her I think in her character you have the her character is in the past and then reincarnated into the future and I think hers has the biggest arc character arc through it where she has the most change and everything that goes into the movie where the rest of the characters 
for the most part, stay the same except for the antagonist, which I already talked about. Um, hers has the, has the most um, character arc, I think. And, and I really like the way she portrayed those different things because she was several different characters inhabited in the same body, so to speak, as the movie goes on. And um, again, she was shown good acting with her changing of the facial expressions and attitudes and how she was handling situations depending on what character she was. Any more likes for you, Mikhail? Um, I wanted to briefly talk about the three uh, wizards. Are, are they wizards, the ones that trapped Junwuchi in the scroll? Uh, they're called the three Shinso in the English version. I think were they called the three gods in the Korean version? Yeah, they were like three minor gods in the Korean version. So you could, whatever, you know, if you want to call them wizards, that they were, they, basically they were um, in the whole movie. Yeah, they were in the whole movie. And so I really liked um, the the dynamic that the three of them had together and how you could see that dynamic um, transfer from when they were in the past to when they were in the future because these characters are immortal. They have lived for, what is it? It was like 500 years uh, through the movie. 300 or 500? 500 years. 500 years. Yeah. 500 years. So it's interesting to see how as um, culture and like civilization updated how they kind of adapted themselves to fit in with um, the society they now found themselves in, yet still they like had the same dynamic and the same kind of like actions and how they would go about things and i i thought that was really interesting and also they provided some nice additional comedic relief although it did seem like they hadn't seen each other in like years it seemed like they did not stay close during this 500 years and kind of like drifted apart well, they all had each other's cell phone numbers. I think they do see each other somewhat periodically, you know. And uh, but it, but it was interesting to see how technology and times changed, how they changed with like they became more a little. Some of them became more materialistic. Some of them um, went to different religions. It was it, it was just interesting to see how they went through and being immortal. There there was a lot of comedic elements they were able to portray with them and do where uh, you couldn't do with normal characters because they would be dead if they were human. And, and and they really they really were funny. And actually without them we wouldn't have had a movie because they 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 they're the ones that they're the ones that started the whole thing at the very beginning. Yep. <laughs> they couldn't count. Nope. <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't be able to count that high either. I am horrible with calendars. You are. You really really are. Like that is my main weakness just calendars. He misread a calendar once and thought I should be a whole year older than I was. Yeah, I literally, I don't know why, but I thought that when she was born that counted as one year old. And I did, I don't know why I thought that, but it like screwed up my whole perception of calendars. Well, at least you knew how old your Uncle Rick is. Unlike one person who thought her Uncle Rick was... 20 years older than he was or 15 years older, <laughs> which was Michaela. So, yes, you screwed up a calendar once, and, and poor Uncle Rick, she was putting him as old as his mom almost, which would have made it very interesting. Well, you know, he's old. 
He's not that old. He's, not like, he's 59, right? He's eight years older than me. So he turns 59 this year? No. He turns 60 this year? Yes. Yes. And this was See, like... so I'm almost... No, right. this was like five years ago, and Mikhail thought he was 70. In 10 years, I'll be right. That's true. In 10 years, you, you, you'll be right. <laughs> so if you listen to this, Uncle Rick, we do care about you. Mikhail is not good at ages. Neither are you. I was closer than you were. Moving on into the movie, um, one other thing I like that Ben, I want to talk a little more detail about that Ben talked about was the special effects, was the paintings that they hop in and out of. And um, one of them's in one of the early scenes when Wuchi is encountering the king. And um, when he says to him, oh, I'm going to do all these different things and then I'm going to hop in that painting and ride off on this horse over the mountain and be gone. And they're all laughing at him and he does all the things, the music changes and uh, he does all these different things to the king, the guardsmen of the king and people around it. And then he does hop in the painting, hops up on the horse and, and rides off. But when he goes into it, it's so, even though this movie is about 12 years old, 10 years, 11 years old, it just jumps right into it and it's just seamlessly done in the, in the, uh, the and holds up still today where um, some of the, the CGI demons or goblins or monsters, whatever you want to refer to them, uh, don't hold up as well. But having said that, when they do a lot of the fighting, the demons and goblins are also able to be in human form. And a lot of the fighting takes place with them in human form. So they're able to get around that, except they have like the super strength, ability to go up walls, certain things, depending on whether it's the giant, um, the demon rabbit or the demon rat. And uh, but it's I think I think the special effects, like I said, very well done. I was I was very impressed with the with the effects with the paintings. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other likes we want to add, or do we want to move on to some dislikes or? I guess we can move on to dislikes. Okay, Ben. Since you picked the movie, we'll start with you again. What's a dislike you had with the movie? There are some scenes in the movie that where, like, it doesn't, like, ruin the movie that they're there, but I feel the movie would be a little bit better paced if they had just cut, like, this one scene out where it would flow a little bit better because there are a couple scenes... Um, Trying to think of one. Some of the ones towards the beginning, especially, where it's with the uh, the character that ends up becoming the main antagonist, where it seems like a little bit too much set up. And, I mean, that was fine, but to me it seemed like a little bit too much. Yeah. What about you guys? You can go first, Dad. Well, like I said, my main um, problem with the film is just um, the CGI that doesn't hold up as well. There's a couple of scenes where um, Wuchi and um, his companion pop in and out of um, billboards. Sometimes it holds up really well. Sometimes you can just tell it's just doesn't look as good. Doesn't look as good as it could have. Uh, which brings me up to one other thing I want to say as a positive is that. Anytime um, Uchi was hungry, he literally would just like 
reach through a sign where it had to thing and could pull it out. And there was some great comedy elements where he's literally pulling stuff off a tray that they're fixing for somebody else. And the guy who's fixing its back's turn, he comes back. He's like, what happened to that bottle or what happened to that food and, and that kind of thing. And it was just, and of course there was one time he didn't know he was drinking perfume. Yes. He didn't. That obviously Do was not, not good. Drink perfume. That is what I learned. Don't drink the perfume. I, I'd hope that you would have known this after 20 years of life that you don't drink perfume, but thankfully the movie did tell you this. I had never thought about it until I saw this dude drink it, and then I was like, holy crap, he could die. That was probably like, yeah, he was probably pretty close. Looked pretty bad. Uh, okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, I think... Other than, as Dad said, sometimes the CGI wasn't as um, great as it was in other scenes. Uh, like, for example, when when the monsters, not monsters, when the like goblin demons were fighting, and you were only really seeing like quick flashes of them, it wasn't as bad as when they were standing still, and you like could see their full body and it. It just didn't look that great as when they were moving. I guess because the movement, you don't really like see the whole thing there. But anyway, um, the only other thing that I guess I didn't really like is I only watched the um, dubbed version. I haven't watched the subbed version of the movie yet. Um, And then it's just a little every now and again. Um, in the dubbed version, the words don't always line up with the actors' mouths as they're talking, which that happens in dubbed movies. Um, so I'd say if that's something that bothers you with uh, a movie, I would say then definitely watch the subtitled version um, instead of the English dubbed one. And, and I haven't watched both. It, 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 I think... Act as as many as many times we've talked about before with subtitled and dubbed versions. The subtitled version, you're able to see and hear the actors emote better because you're not focused, like Michaela said, on the lips not matching up with the words because everything is in sync. So you can feel that emotion that they're trying to portray um, coming through a lot better. But the, the, having watched both, the, twice the subtitled and once the dubbed version. The viewing experience, besides for what I just said, is not really that different between the two, for me. Okay, should we move on to uh, if we recommend the movie? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, Ben, start us off. Would you recommend this movie? I strongly recommend this movie, especially if you want to broaden your cultural movie-watching experiences. I don't know how many other people watch Korean movies, but, like, I watch Korean movies all the time. And this is a pretty good one. Entertaining, where you can understand it, even if you have no knowledge of Korea. Yep, I would strongly recommend it. Um, Probably not everybody's going to like it, just because it's a foreign film, and sometimes reading subtitles don't really hit right with people, but very, very good. Dad, would you recommend this movie? 
And this is an interesting movie because we, we were given Ben a lot of um, of crap about this movie, you know, going in without having seen it because it's just, you know, John Lucci, the Demon Slayer. I mean, come on, this can't be that good. And Ben Ben was talking about it like it was the second coming of Citizen Kane for action films. So I mean, it's it's just Ben was right. This is I mean, not that it's the second coming of Citizen Kane. That it was a very good action film, a very good Korean film. Um, I've seen a lot of different Korean films like The Host, uh, The Good, The Bad, The Weird, also um, The Parasite, which we all know won the Academy Award last year, or this year, for because it came out last year. And uh, so there are, there are a lot of Korean movies that are extremely well done. And this is one of them. And I think this one definitely fits in an action format that if you like fantasy action comedies... This is the film to see. The trailer that we played earlier makes it sound like it's a superhero film, but it's really more fantasy-oriented. But there is a lot of action, a lot of comedy. Um, Very, for my opinion, there's not that many issues of pacing. It keeps things moving along. Uh, I saw the deleted scenes thing, and all the deleted scenes were fine to be deleted. They added nothing to the movie. Um, if anything, they would have made a pacing issue and made a longer movie because this is, I think, almost a two-hour movie. But it does move. And the music is awesome. The acting is extremely well done, very well directed. And one thing we didn't mention was the directing and the cinematography were excellent. And the fight choreography, it's a, it's a lot of wire use with the movement and um, was very well done. So it, it, I give it, I give it a, a, a highly recommend. And I would also recommend this movie. Um, I really did enjoy it. Uh, like Ben kind of said, I do watch um, a good number of Korean drama TV shows, um, as well as anime, which is Japanese. Um, but So I do like this type of movie and this type of genre and the type of comedy that they were using in it. So it really played a lot to the things that I particularly like in movies. Um, so... I really enjoyed it, and I think a lot of you out there will enjoy it, too. And now it's time to roll the die to see who picks the next movie. Will it be Ben? Will it be Michaela? Will I finally get another pick? Ah, here comes the roll. It's Michaela 1. So that means, just to uh, remind you guys, I'm rolling the die that has foreign, animation, comedy, fantasy, sci-fi, and independent. Okay, here we go. And it's fantasy. So, uh, yeah, it's fantasy, Ben. It's fantasy, Ben. I'm just looking at it like it, it didn't roll. <laughs> it just, it like, stayed. Roll. Ben, I think... So. I think we have to rotate who rolls these dice on occasion because I think Mikhail's like she went to roll it and it looked like it was gonna go over, but it just stayed on fantasy and I was like, whoa. People in the audience, I, we were starting to wonder if Michaela practiced rolling the dice because she does all the rolls, and if and if she's this good at rolling consistently, we might take her out to some gambling for craps once this some um, pandemic is over. <laughs> See, it's rolling no. something different. Yeah, but you're rolling it way further now. You're like conscious of it. That time it just stayed. It did it that time, too. It hit the other dice. Other die. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. 
We're, we're just saying we're, we're keeping saying an eye on this. Like we'll, we'll keep some statistical analysis of uh, how Michaela rolls in the future. Yeah, once I we get like 30 perfectly samples. fair and square. No, you Thank roll with you a cube, much. Michaela, not a square. So I think the movie that I'm going to pick is um, one that we recently watched as a family, and that is the new uh, Disney Pixar movie Onward. So you guys should look forward to that coming up soon. And to take us out, we have some more music from the movie, uh, Jun Wuchi, The Taoist Wizard. We hope you all have a great rest of your night and enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.